You are listening to Message Rewind from Discovery Church. So last week we were in Acts chapter 6. So if this is your first time here, we have been going through the book of Acts. The book of Acts is literally the history of the church. Um, It's from the time that Jesus ascended into heaven and he's like, hey, you're in charge now. And he tags the apostles and he leaves, right? And so the book of Acts is this journey of the church, of them learning to function without the physical um, presence of Jesus uh, side by side. Uh, and thank God Jesus sent the Holy Spirit, come on somebody, uh, to be the helper. And, um, and so we're just, we're jumping through this, this, this journey of Acts. I don't know how far we're going to get. Some Sundays you guys look bored. Other Sundays you look like you enjoy it. So <laughs> like, I, I don't know like what, I don't know if we're going to keep going through Acts or what have you, but, uh, but I've had fun thus far. Um, and, and so uh, last week, last week we did Acts chapter six because I didn't, I didn't want to talk about Acts chapter five because Acts chapter five is about a couple that lied to God and they died. Um, and, and so I was like, man, we're not going to preach that on Mother's Day. And, uh, some of y'all like, like lied to God on your way to church. And so we're like, I want you to leave encouraged. And so, um, so I'm like, we're going to wait for it for this Sunday. And so today we're going to talk about lying to God. And I'm just kidding. We're not. Uh, we're actually going to bypass that part, too. Uh, you could read that Acts chapter five. It's a great story. In fact, I think that there's a lot of uh, there's there's great principle to that story. This idea, like, hey, God knows your heart, mm-hmm. right? Like, we may try to hide things from God, but He knows what's happening inside of our heart. Yeah. And so, um, so, so that's a great a story. You can read that on your own time. Be encouraged in your own in your own time. That's Acts chapter five, verse one. But we are going to be in Acts. We're going to start in Acts chapter twelve. But our theme verse. For today is going to be found in Matthew chapter 16 in verse 18. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and read it. It's going to be on the screen if you don't have your Bibles with you this morning. It says this. This is Jesus. He's talking to Peter. He says, now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church. Yes. And I think it's a great time to pause right here and to understand that though Jesus is talking to Peter, he's also talking to you and you and you and me and you. Amen. And, and he's, 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 he's building this idea that, hey, the church is more than just brick and mortar. Come on, somebody. Yep. The, yeah. the, the church is alive. Yep. It's breathing. Yep. It's living. Yes. You is the church. I is the church. <laughs> we are the church. And so, so he's building this idea. Where, where did it go? Uh, he said, I will build my church. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. I love, there's some translations that say, and the gates of hell will not prevail. prevail. Yep. Come on. Yeah, yes. powerful. And then I think there's one more verse, verse 19. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. Whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. And what we see in this, this, in this, this conversation between Jesus and Peter is, is, is Jesus, he's establishing Peter that, that you are, that I'm building this thing mm-hmm. on you. Mm. I'm building the church on you. Yep. Guess what? Like you are God's plan A. Yeah. He doesn't have a plan B. Yeah. He doesn't have a plan C. The local church is his plan A, his only plan. 
And so if we as a church don't, not, not just discovery, but churches in a whole, like if we don't understand this concept, guess what? There's no hope. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> but he's building this, this, this idea to Peter. He's like, hey, I'm building the church. I'm building the hope, the message of Jesus on you. And then he says this. He's like, I'm also giving you all the authority. Like, you have all the authority to, to heal. You, you have authority to pray for people. You have, listen, I love this. Like, we have the authority to pray for someone, to lead them into a place where, where they make a, a decision that would forever change their lives. Amen. Like, he's like, I entrust you with people. Let me say it this way. He's like, I entrust you with people's eternal destination. Wow. Think about that. He's like, that's how much I trust you. It's like, I'm giving you that authority. And so, uh, so Jesus and Peter, they're having this amazing conversation. And so, yeah, we're going we're gonna to look at that in, in tying it in with Acts chapter 12. I think it's going to be amazing. Yes, so. yes. Let's pray. Let's pray. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for bringing us here this morning, Lord. Father God, prepare our hearts, prepare our spirits, prepare our minds, Father God, to be able to receive what you have to say today, Father God, because it is life-changing, Father. And Lord, let us help us take it to the people around us, to our community, Father, that needs to hear the goodness of our Lord. And I just thank you so much, God. You're such a good God. And that today you are showing up. You are showing up and we expect you, Father God, to say a new thing in our life, Father God. Whatever thing that you have to say in this message today, let it be edifying and let it be life-changing. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Man, so I had a hell of a week. <laughs> Did I use that in the right context? Like a week that is hellish, right? Like it, it has been a craze. Some of you are like, did he really just say that? <laughs> I used it in the right context. Let's move on. Like it was a crazy week this week, y'all. Um, so like I had mentioned earlier, we have these... Um, the, this uh, prayer, this pursuit night that we're doing. And my team, like we've been waiting for this for a while. We've been waiting to, to have it um, a, a space where we can come and, and just pray and just worship. And so like we're excited about this. This past Wednesday was our second week doing it. I'm excited. My team's excited. Like they're like, hey, let's just pray. Let's just worship. And so we're super excited about this. Okay. I wake up on Monday. And uh, I just, like I said, it was like all hell <laughs> broke loose over me. And um, I woke up and I had a sharp pain that started back here and it made its way all the way under my arm to where my heart is. And like Monday I woke up and it felt like there was like someone literally just stabbing me like in, in my heart and then in my back. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like. What is, what is happening? And so uh, I never go to the doctors. I, I, you know, like I love doctors, God bless doctors um, and nurses, but like I never go, right? Like I, I just, I never go. But when you start getting sharp pain in your heart, right? That's kind of like a, and I think God knows how I'm wired, 
right? Like, it has to be something super serious in order for me to go. Otherwise, I'm not going, you know? And so he's like, okay, here we go. Let's mess with your heart. And I'm just kidding. I don't, I'm not sure he does it like that, but I don't want anybody to question my theology. Uh, um, but so anyways, focus, John. So, uh, so I just like this just horrible pain, right? And so I call, uh, I call to, to speak to a, to a nurse, and the person that I'm talking to, I'm like, hey, can I, can I talk to a nurse? And they're actually, they're like, they're like, actually, we're just going to transfer you to a doctor. I'm like, you can do that? <laughs> like, that's amazing. <laughs> and, and so uh, the doctor's like, hey, so he's just asking me to, like, uh, to talk about, like, what, where it is, the pain and all that stuff. And he's like, he's like, well, I don't think it's a heart attack. And I'm like, wait, what? You think I had a heart attack? He's like, no, 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 I don't think it's a heart attack. And I'm like, He's like, but but I do want to schedule you to come in and, and to, to do do some testing. So I go in there. Uh, they do X-rays and they do uh, they do an EKG. I didn't like. I'm like an EK. What <laughs> you know? And and so, um, but it's weird because as 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 I went in there, it, they're like, hey, so this was after the EKG. They're like, hey, so the doctor wants you to to walk around the the premises. And I'm like, for what? And they're like, you know, just to like, I, I don't remember what they said. I'm like, okay, so. Probably just to monitor you. Maybe. In your vitals. Maybe, yeah. yeah. So like they're walking, like I'm walking and they're like, man, your your heart is like really low or your heart, your heart. Your heart rate. My heart, heart rate, rate is yeah. really low. Clearly I listen, right? <laughs> like, my wife's like, I could have told you that. Um, <laughs> you were texting me, so. I was texting her, yeah. <laughs> So anyways, like, they couldn't find anything, and so from, like, Monday all the way until Friday, like, I couldn't, like, if I sat up or if I stood up, th this pain would just, like, be constant. And so this whole week, I'm lying down and just doing nothing. And um, what are you going to say? I was probably saying feeling defeated. Yeah. That, that's all I can think of. Yeah. It's like, here we are after seven years of waiting for a home to pray and to worship God and give him honor and glory, this happens. And like, it's just in my mind, I'm thinking like, God, what's happening? What is happening? So it's so crazy. Here I am at home with my three little kids, like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with my husband? And he, like, I, like he said, he never goes to the doctors. So you know something serious is going. Yeah. yeah. So. And so, uh, so that's the message, guys. Hey, be blessed. We're going to pray. Uh, remember, ice cream sandwiches out there. Father, I thank you. Uh, you're like, why is he telling this? And so anyways, listen, I'm, I'm sharing this because I need to let you understand, like, set the table of this idea. Like, man, that was a horrible week. Yeah. It was not a good week. No. How many of you guys have ever had a hellish week? Like where it just, it feels like, oh my Lord, what in the world is happening? I see you, son. I see you. <laughs> uh, like just, oh my gosh. Like, and, and, and the reason why I'm sharing this is because this is what we see in Acts chapter 5. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, what we're beginning to see starting uh, in Acts chapter 4, and it's going to be a theme throughout the, re the entire, the rest of the book of Acts is there is always opposition mm. when it comes to the church. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's a theme that we're going to constantly see. In fact, that's going to be a theme 
that we are going to jump into in Acts chapter 5. And, and, and it's, it's this idea that, um, that as, like this, this, this idea that, that you and I, um, as believers, be encouraged, uh, we're going to be going through some things. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, th- like we, life is going to, to be hard. Some of y'all are like, man, that's not too positive, John. <laughs> okay, well, I am positive. Life will be hard. Is that better? <laughs> like, life is, th- there are going to be moments when we hit opposition. Yeah. And how we handle ourselves in that opposition says a lot. Yeah. Right? And so we're going to be Acts chapter 5, Acts chapter 5 and verse 12. It'll be on the screen. And... Um, I'm going to read it. We're going to talk about it. Then Vanessa's going to read. She's going to talk about it. And, and we're just going to have a little fun. So here it is, Acts chapter 5 and verse 12. The apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers were meeting regularly at the temple in the area known as Solomon's Colonnade or Solomon's Porch. And so here, here's what's happening is um, in what we read in, in Acts chapter 5 verse 12 is really the fulfillment of what Jesus was talking to Peter about in Matthew chapter 16. Remember, Peter, Jesus said to Peter, he's like, hey, Peter, on this rock, I will build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail. He goes on to say, what is bound in heaven, what is bound on earth will be bound in heaven. What is loose on earth will be loose in heaven. And so, so Jesus is saying like, hey, the authority that you have will be displayed through you. Mm. Not because of you, because of me, right? Because of the Holy Spirit, but through you. And so what we're seeing in Acts chapter 5 is the fulfillment of what Jesus is charging Peter. Like they're they're over here, they're they're at Solomon's porch, and they're praying for people, they're they're being healed. Mm. They're, they're, They're praying for sickness, people are being healed. They're casting out demons, people are being freed. Like there's this, they're, they're working in the miraculous power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And I think that's amazing. Like here they are, they're, they're functioning within what Jesus had already foretold that they'd be Mm. functioning in. Amen. And that's amazing news. But watch what happens in the very next (laughs) verse, verse 17. The the high priest and his officials who were Shade. 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 Sadducees. Sadducees. (laughs) I'm at, that's a tricky word for me. We're filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. So here is these, uh, these high priests. They're basically seeing all this take place, all these miracles, these people walking in the anointing that God has, called, has put over them, and they are jealous. How many of you have ever faced jealousy before, some way or another, right? There's people out there that don't want to see you doing good. There's people that are rooting for you to do horrible. I mean, if you see that in our culture today, it's so evident. People are out there to destroy people's character. But here in people's callings, people's anointing over their lives. So here is these uh, the apostles who are doing the work of the Lord, and they're getting persecuted. They're getting um they're uh, being thrown in jail. And so this, this is so crazy, and this happens a lot. Every time when God's glory is about to take place, opposition happens. And the bigger the glory, the bigger the opposition. I truly believe that's what happens. Uh, but look at this. 
but there is no greater or bigger but than the Lord. He says, but in uh, Acts chapter 5, verse 19 through 20, says, but an angel of the Lord came at night, opened the gates of the jail, and brought them out. Then he told them, go to the temple and give the people the message of life. You're going to go ahead? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so I just want to recap what's taking place. They're, they're, they're working. They're walking in the, the miraculous power yeah. of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, opposition happens. Mm -hmm. They're thrown into jail. Mm -hmm. And then what Vanessa was saying, but God, right? Yeah. But okay. God. Like, if there's anything that I want in my life, I want to but God. Yeah. Like, if there's <laughs> anything that I want over my situation, I want to but God. Yeah. He yeah. was sick, but God. Yeah. He was broke, but God. That relationship needed fixing. Well, that one didn't work. And God. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but this idea, like, like opposition happened. And, and in the face of opposition, they're thrown into jail, but God. Mm -hmm. Like, God did not leave them where they're at. Mm -hmm. Like, he sent an angel to come and open the gate and to go. And, and I love that because he said, go back to the temple, go back to the porch and give the people the message of life. Mm -hmm. So he's like freeing them and he's like, hey, go back to the porch. And this is where I, I, when Van and I were, were assembling this message, this is where we want us. We, we wanted to really land the plane and to really um, to spend the majority of our time in this place. Because I think that if we're not careful, what can happen is that we spend so much time focusing on the fact that we are in prison, the opposition prison, that we forget about what God was doing on the porch. Mm -hmm. If we're not careful, that when, when we're working and when, excuse me, when, when God's working through us and, and, and we're praying for people and we're telling people about Jesus and, and, and all of a sudden opposition happens, the proverbial prison happens, it's very easy for us to get so uh, inundated with where we're at. That we forget where God, what God was doing outside of the prison. I'll tell you what, this past week when I was lying on, on the floor, lying on the bed, like I forgot about every single promise that God gave me over my family. I was not like, I was not lying on the floor thinking like, oh, dear God, I thank you that you spoke life over discovery, that you're calling us to great. That wasn't me. I was like, God, take me. <laughs> Like, I was lost in the prison. And I think that if we're honest with each other, honest with ourselves, uh, we can do the same thing. Yeah. We can get lost in the prison and forget the promise. Amen. We can get lost in the pain and forget about the porch of how God was using us, how God wants to use us, the plans that God has for our lives. And so if that's you this morning, if, if you found yourself in the proverbial prison, this one guy, this priest, he's about to give us some advice that I think will encourage your heart because yes. it encouraged my, encouraged my heart. So yeah. you want to read that, babe? Yes. So, it's um, also 13. Okay, perfect. Um, so when, let me get in here. when they heard this, the high council was furious and decided to kill them. 
But one member, a Pharisee named Gamaliel. Let's call him Gam. Gam, who was an expert in religious laws and respected by all the people, stood up and ordered that the men be sent outside the council chamber for a while. Then he said to his colleagues, Men of Israel, take care what you're planning to do for these men. For some, some time ago, there was this fellow, Thetis, who pretended to be someone great. About four, 400 others joined him, but he was killed, and all his followers went their various ways. The whole movement came to nothing. After him, at this time of the census, there was Judas of Galilee. He got people to follow him, but he too was killed, and all his followers were scattered. So my advice is, leave these men alone. Let them go. If they're planning and doing these things merely on their own, it will soon be overthrown. But if, if it is from God, you will not be able to overthrow them. So you know what's so crazy about this story, and I was just telling my husband about it, a Pharisee, somebody that, who was already had a bad taste in their mouth in regards to the apostles, came out and was able to um, stand, not stand up for him per se, but be able to get other people to think differently. And um, he was able to uh, basically just share with everyone that if it is from the Lord, there is no stopping it. So he's telling them, like, why are we wasting our time trying to stop the movement. If it is from God, it will prevail. If it's not from God, it will fail. So here, he was just giving them examples, mere examples of those movements that they were threatened by and how they failed. But when it's from the Lord, you know prevail, it's going to prevail. So this goes into the three ways uh, through the prevailing process. And what, these are things for us to remember. Right, and so before we go any further, okay. um, so this is like 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 Vanessa was saying, like we don't want to get lost in the prison, mm-hmm. right? And um, so so what what we want to share just three ways to walk through the prevailing process. Like when you when you find yourself in that prison, you have one of two choices: you can either keep going, keep believing that God's going to see you through. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop. I love that song. And so you can either keep moving and believe that's not where God has you, or you can stop. And you can think, this is, this is it. This is where I'm going to be. And so we want to give you just three ways uh, that we see through Matthew chapter 16 of, of how like, we can learn uh, to, to just press through it, to walk through it. Um, so that, listen, again, for the gates of hell will not prevail. Come on, the church is to prevail. If it's a God thing, it will prevail. Amen. If it's a man thing, it's going to fail. Yeah. Right? And so I love what Gam was saying. He's just like, hey, no, it, like we will. Um, you don't even have to worry about it. Hmm. Man, that, I feel like that's for someone this morning. Like you've just been stressed over something. Hmm. Like is this going to work? Is this not going to work? Listen, if it's of the Lord, mm-hmm. even if you try to stop it, yep. like you can't, yep. it'll come to pass. Yep. It'll work. Yep. And so uh, we just want to give you three ways to walk through the prevailing process, uh, through the prison of, of what you may be going through. So go ahead. 
So the first one is remember the source of your authority. Jesus said, I will give you the keys. So right there, Jesus is telling you that he's already given you the keys. He's left you. He's given you the authority. You know, it's so, so many times we go through life and we don't think we can overcome it. But Jesus already has given that, that to us. And it is by the power of his name that we have the authority. And I think sometimes when we pray, we, we say these prayers and like, oh, like if it's your will, let it be done. But if we start, we start believing that God has given us these desires, these hopes, these dreams, that it will come to pass. And I just pray in Jesus' name. Jesus, you're going to heal my son. Jesus, you're going to restore my marriage. Jesus, if we just start proclaiming his name and knowing that it is by the name of Jesus that we have this authority over our lives and over everything that we thought was dead, God is bringing back to life. So I just want to remember where our source is. Our source is not from an inspiring TikTok message or, I mean, all those things are great, but ultimately the authority is coming from his word. Spend time in his word. You have just much as authority as a well-known speaker. Just remember that. I think a lot of us are like, oh, we go get so inspired by certain communicators that we follow on Instagram, and we forget that the same Jesus that died for them is the same Jesus that died for you. The same God that loves them is the same God that loves you, and he wants to see you succeed. He wants you to be able to grow. He wants you to make life impacts in the people around you. And so just remember who your authority comes from, and that's Jesus, because he says he will give you the keys. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I think what, like, the fact that he gave us the keys is a big deal. Mm -hmm. The fact, listen, I can give you a car, but if I don't give you the keys, (laughs) guess what? You ain't going nowhere. (laughs) True? Yeah. Like, he's like, hey, I'm giving you the keys. Who got the keys in my Jeep? Vroom. I'm driving to the beach. No, nobody? (laughs) Nobody? No? Okay. Never mind. Um, I gotta focus. This is why I'm like, listen. a 20 minute message turns out to make 45 minutes. <laughs> focus, man. Um, but the authority, like he's given you the authority. Amen. Like you have the. Uh, so I remember back at my old church, me and the pastor's sons, we hung out and it was late at night and we were trying to get inside of uh, the church building. And, uh, and all of a sudden, man, like this police officer rolls up. And he just shines his light on us. And we're like (laughs) at the door, right? And uh, he's like, what are you guys doing? We're like, "Uh, we're just trying to go inside. And he thought we were breaking in, which, you know, makes sense, right? A whole bunch of like teens getting late at night inside inside of a a building. And um, so, so he's like, he's like, he comes out of the car and we're like, oh man, we're in trouble. We're in so much trouble. And my buddy, he was so smart. He's like, no, no, no. Hey, don't worry. We have the keys. <laughs> and he's like, show me. And we did. And, uh, and we were able to, he was able to open it. He's like, well, I know that you're not breaking into it because you have the keys. Amen. Like, think about that, y'all. Like, the ownership of where I was was because I had the, the keys. keys. Come on, like my wife was saying, I love that. The word, God's word is your authority. Yep. Yep. It's your authority. 
And like, and, and to what you were saying too, because I've seen people like, oh man, like Jesus, Jesus the, says this and blah, blah. And I'm like, oh yo, where does it say that? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> I saw someone on TikTok say it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like you're quoting TikTok over me? That ain't Jesus. Like, come on. like. Yeah. Y'all are quiet this morning. Is it because I'm sitting? Do I, I, yeah, maybe yeah, I just yeah. need to stand. Uh, maybe yeah. I need to stand. Like, yeah. like the authority doesn't come from TikTok. Nope. The authority doesn't come from so and so. Listen, the authority doesn't even come from me, y'all. Yeah. Yep. Y'all don't even need to quote me. Like, <laughs> that's why we go to the word every morning, every Sunday morning, is because, like, that is building the authority. Yep. Like, the word is are the keys, the authority. He, Jesus, he hands the keys to Peter. And he says, you have the authority. Come on, someone needs to understand this morning that you have the authority yeah. through Jesus yeah. over your sickness. Someone needs to understand that you have the authority over that situation, not yeah. because of what you are doing, but because the authority that Christ has given you through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Man, that's great news yeah. this morning. Yeah. And so we're talking about three ways to walk through the prevailing process. Number one, we got to remember the source of, of our authority. authority. Number two, I love this one. We got to remember to show up. Amen. We got to remember to show so up. So good. Go ahead, baby. So good. Remember to show up. It's Jesus who said this. On this rock, I will build. The rock being you, being you to show up, and Jesus is building. Get that, people. Like, we don't have to, we just need to show up. God's already given us the authority. All we need to do is show up, and he builds. His Holy Spirit is there. His Holy Spirit changes. His Holy Spirit meets you. His Holy Spirit is, is, is there to comfort you. All we need to do is show up. There is so much power in just showing up. You never know what kind of testimony you have to share to somebody who's walking in those doors that needs to hear the goodness of God in your life. He has given you. All you need to do is show up. Show up. And I'm so proud of the young people who have come to Discovery and who continually show up. They're, they may not see it, but God is doing something. And I just want to encourage you, continue to show up because God is going to reveal his glory to you. He is going to reveal his goodness. He is not done with you yet. So That's so good. I love that. The, just just showing up, man. Yeah. Just show up. That's all you Like do. some people are like, hey, God never uses me. Why doesn't he use me? I'm like, cool. Hey, we can use someone to help mop. What? Nah. <laughs> Listen. It's all about showing. Yep. It's all about showing. It's all about saying, hey, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll show up. I'll do it. I don't know how to do it, but I'll do it. I'll show up. Yeah. I'll show up. Listen, we have a saying around here. We don't hand out titles. We hand out towels. Yeah. Like, like we, we don't go around, like, giving out titles to people. Like, we, like, even for us, like, we don't really walk around saying, Blessings, child. I am Pastor John. <laughs> right? Like, it's weird. Like, I understand the office that, that, that Christ has, has given me. But, like, we, we don't hand out titles. We hand out towels. Like, we're serving. We're constantly serving. Yeah. 
Like there is nothing too big, too small that I will not do. And some people have a real hard time with that. Yeah. Pastor, you shouldn't be doing that. No, it's okay. I don't want to do it forever, but I'll do it for now. Because yeah. I'm going to show up. Yeah. I'm going to show so. up. Listen, God wants to use you. You just got to show up. Yep. He's talking with Peter. And, and why is he telling Peter this? I think it's because Peter was the, the one that was there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he showed up. I, I think like <laughs> Jesus was like, I need to tell someone. Ah, Peter, come here. <laughs> Peter's always there. He was always around Jesus. He was always there. And Peter had his doubts. He had his faults. That, that's, yeah. a, that's a great thing is you don't have to be perfect to serve. You don't have to be perfect to be used. Like God wants to meet you and use you where you're at. So that's what I love. I mean, Peter denied Jesus three times. Yeah. And look, he's building his church. He's building his church. Yeah. Can we get more juice on her mic? I feel like my mic is like, <laughs> and hers is like, <laughs> it's okay, I'm loud. <laughs> so just remember to show up so three ways like when you found yourself in that prison when you just want to give up remember who remember the source of your authority mm -hmm. that's good and number three remember to rest hmm. now a lot of times people get this confused of taking a break but let me tell you break in itself when you take a break in the word itself it's destructive. Rest is restorative. So when you rest in the Lord, he revives you. He revitalizes anything that you thought that was lost and was taken from you. He does not want you to walk away from the call of your life. Because when we start saying, oh, I'm going to take a break, especially from my call, because I need to. No, 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 no. He wants you to rest. And your rest is from him. Jesus actually went through this himself when he went to the garden right before he was about to get uh, locked up and die on the cross ultimately. He went to the garden. He went to go pray. He went to go rest in the Lord. And even in that rest, it was very trying for him. He was sweating blood. But in that time of rest, that is when God had his way. He never walked away. He never took a break from being with the apostles. He never with his disciples. He never walked away from his call. He rested. He rested in the Lord. And so today I just want to uh, uh, just to, to uh, yeah, basically encourage you to rest. Yeah. Listen, guys, if you don't lean into that right there, rest, not break, you're missing it. Like she texted me that yesterday and I was like, oh my gosh. This idea, like, you don't need a break, you need a rest. That that breaking, like you were saying, like a breaking is, like, I'm going to take a break. That word break literally means break, right? Like, we're like, wait, what? I'm going to take a break? No, I'm going to take a break. Oh, man, like, we don't want breaks. We want rest. Mm -hmm. We want to yeah. be able to rest. And, and one part of resting, and then we're done stop is uh having the right friends in your corner yeah can help allow you to rest yeah yeah the right people in your corner can help you to rest i think sometimes the wrong people could be the reason why we're so stressed out uh -huh. and we're so tired 
and we need something bigger is something and we're so drained is because we got just the wrong people like the right people in your corner will encourage you to rest the wrong people in your corner will encourage you to take a break because to what Vanessa was saying and I'm repeating this because I don't want you to miss it because it's so powerful like to rest like it's not stepping away permanently. Yeah. Like, we can't allow ourselves to walk away from the call, the purpose of what God has for you and for me and for you. Like, just because we may be in that prison right now, just because, like, we may be in that, 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 that place where it just feels like, man, all hell is breaking loose. I don't understand. Like, my cry to you this morning is that you would not get lost where you're at, but you would believe in faith that God has something greater, that you can recall his faithfulness in the past, and it'll lead you to greater things in the future, that while you're stuck in the prison, you'll remember the miracles that happened on the porch, that God's using you. He's called you. Well, John, I don't feel called. He's called you. John, I don't believe it. That's great. You don't have to believe it. Believe his word. He's called you. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. That, that's God. Before I knew you, I formed you. Yeah. I, I called you over nations. Guys, he's calling you. Don't give up in the prison. Don't give up where you're at, but God. But God, when you want to give up, but God. Thank you for listening to Message Rewind. Come back every Monday night at 5 p.m. to hear the latest message from Discovery Church.